be multiplied. All right, all right. We are doing uh, the steps. You all know that, right? And we're going to the fourth step, all right? Now, a lot of people get to this step and they can't get any further because you have to be spiritual to get to this step. If you're not spiritual, you can't move beyond the fourth step because the fourth step deals with morals and principles, which are a spiritual thing. And what it does is it takes all of the blame and the pointing that we do to, uh, to other folks and put it on ourselves. And see, as we look at our lives, sometimes we need to, I don't know, sometimes we need to go to the closet and understand that we're trying to wear some stuff that don't fit. Come on. All right? Or sometimes we go shopping and we buy something that don't fit. Uh, you see what I'm saying? So step, this step t uh, teaches us that uh, we're going to have to do some work. And most people want to go to church and they want to get, you know, you get saved and then they want to stop there. I'm saved, but what now? It means go do the work. And it's a personal thing. You see, that blame thing has to go. As long as you've got somebody else to blame for your situations, nothing's going to change because you can't change somebody else. But if I'm the issue, I, I, I can deal with that. Let me tell you, when we look into this step, we're going to find out that there's a whole lot of stuff inside us that we need to clean up uh, ourselves with the help of the Holy Spirit. That's right. Now, Jesus was teaching, and this is one of, one of the powerfulest things that you'll ever hear the Master's teaching. And he says in the NIV version of John chapter 8 on verse 31, To the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The reason some people are still in prison, they don't want to deal with the truth. Jesus says, if you go to the teachings, you will realize the truth, and it's the truth that's going to set you free. There are some people incarcerated in their own mind, in their own heart, in their own soul. And the only way you're going to get out of there is to come to Christ, period, to get free of that, right? You, you understand what I'm saying? All right, we'll get there. He says it in the message that if you stick with this living out what I tell you, you are my disciples for sure. Then you will experience for yourselves the truth, and the truth will set you free. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for freedom. We're looking for freedom. We ought to be tired of being enslaved by our sins, our addictions, whatever you want to call it. You ought to be tired of that. Our past, our shame, our blame, you ought to be tired of that. You want to be free of that, right? So the reason some folks can't get it past all of that is they're hiding from themselves. And we're going to get into that, hiding from themselves. All right? Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes you've got to quit playing hide-and-go-seek. That's right from yourself That's right. and, and, and let the truth reveal to you who you really are and what the problem really is. All right? So it's time to come out of hiding. All right. And, and that's the commentary. And step four, it says that we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. And here's what we've done. We made a fearless, we searched in a fearless moral inventory. You got to be spiritual to do that because it takes courage to do that. You can't see when you go, you may find something you don't like. And most people, when they find something they don't like, they run. They run and they hide or they point a finger at somebody else. 
But us as Christians, we want the truth to reveal to us because we are courageous, isn't that right? We have the courage to face whatever is going on in our lives and whatever we are responsible for. You understand? One of the things that I found out in my life that I could point fingers at my parents until I got certain age. That's right. Because then I could make the decisions on my own. That's right. And any time I ever got in trouble, it wasn't because of. It was, in, it was because of me. Right? And then once I came to that realization that I was the problem, I can fix me. Huh? I can invite the Holy Spirit to fix me. I remember one time uh, years ago when I first got in church, and you get self-righteous, you know, when you first get in church, you know everything. You know more than the pastor knows, you more than the teachers know. And so definitely Gwen had to be the problem in our household, right? And then I begin, when you get saved, the Holy Spirit revealed to me, no, you the problem in the household. Are you with me? Right? And that was easier because if she was the problem in the household, she could have still been the problem. Right? But since he, the Holy Spirit revealed to me I was the problem, then the Holy Spirit, we can fix this. And then once we fix this guy, then we found out everything else is going to be okay. All right? But it's a hard thing to look at the truth. You see? But, the, but you want to be free? The truth will set you free. All right? I don't care about, you see, a lot of times we use this as an excuse, especially men. I didn't have a good father. You in church now, you got a heavenly father. That's right. You got role models, right? I come from a way and playing home. Well, now you're in, a, you're in a family, the body of Christ, right? So our low excuses have to go. Isn't that right? And there's an old saying, if I knew better, I do better. You know better now That's right. because you've been taught. If you have the spirit, the Bible says, let him that has uh, uh, an ear hear what the spirit's got to say, right? That's right. And that's what we want here today because all, all of us have got some kind of issues going on. Amen. And if you only got one, you're in good shape. But most of us, we've had to battle through all of that stuff to get past huh, ourselves so we could be who God would have us to be. That's right. All right? Nobody puts you in prison. You put yourself in there. Well. All right? The key is the Holy Spirit's got the key. If you listen to him, unlock it and walk out in freedom. But he's got to do some work. But listen to you can't get rid of something unless you admit you have something. All right? And that admitting you have some tough thing. Because, you know, it, the, one of the things about it is that you can fake the mirror out. I'm talking about the fear, physical mirror. You see, I look good this morning when I got when I done all this stuff. Uh, I'm dressed all up, but you don't know what God knows what's up under all this suit, right. coat and plaid and all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? You see, thank God that he's blessed me enough that I can look as good on the outside as I am on the inside. But there was a time where, where this was just a covering. Uh, I was dressing up to hide my shame. Uh, y'all, anybody understand what I'm talking about? I was dressing up to hide my sins, right? You see? But he'll free you of that, okay? And you, you looking good on that. See, you look good on the outside. When God gets through with you, people think you look good on the outside. They don't know you looking beautiful on the inside. That's right. That's right. right? But he'll do that for you. So we need to, we about the truth over here in this church, period, right? We don't want to just go to church. And, and, and we're not cowards in this church, right? You know, a coward has many deaths. The brave only die once. You understand what I'm talking about? A coward has many deaths, right? But the brave only dies once, all right? You understand what I'm saying? So we ain't cowards over here, right? right. We ain't afraid to look at the truth, right? Because we want to be free. 
Amen. All right? You want to be a good God man? You got to look at this. You got to let God look in the mirror of God. He'll tell you what you need to clean up. Good God woman, look in the mirror of God. Let God mirror you. He'll tell you what you need to clean up. Here we go. The pastor, it starts with being fearless. All right? And it says fearless, right? <clears throat> Are you fearless? Free hmm. from fear? Free from, you got to be free from fear. In other words, you can't be afraid to what you're going to see when God reveals you to you. All right? Are you bold? You got to be bold. Are you brave? Brave. Courageous. Courageous. Confident. I'm confident. I'm bold, courageous, and confident that now I can look at me, but there was a time I was afraid, and you can live years like that. Some people live and die like that. But see, I, you want to get rid of that. You want to get rid of those shackles that's been, got you all shackled up, right? Okay. Again, we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. You want to do that? Fearless moral inventory. You know, sometimes, uh, and many of you have done that, and probably some should still do it, you go in your closet and take inventory. You need to take some stuff out of there. That's right. You know what I'm saying? You get put it on a curve. You don't even want nobody else to wear it. Get rid of it. It's too raggedy. Been wore out. Put it on the curve. And sometimes you have to take that inventory, folks, and you have to do it fiercely, take inventory of, my, of ourselves. I don't care who you are in here, look at yourself. Look at yourself. It ain't what mama did, mama didn't do, daddy did, daddy didn't do, husband did, wife didn't do. No, take a look at yourself. And sometimes the condition you're in, guess who put you there? You put yourself there. That's right. Well, that's, that's right. a good thing. If you put yourself there, you can go to God and get out of there. Isn't that right? Yeah. All right. So ask yourself, what's in your moral inventory? And moral is concerned with the principles of right and wrong behavior. So what, what in my behavior has caused me to get all bind up? What in my behavior? What in my behavior has caused me this issue? What in my behavior has caused me this situation? Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. Moral is also the goodness or badness of human character. So what, what about the, the badness in my human character that caused me to be in prison by some of the things that I'd done to myself? I hate that. I tell you all, all the time, I hate the day I ever took a first drink. The, the day I first, first ever had a sexual intercourse at 15 years old, that's insane. And, and that opened up, let me tell you something, y'all taking notes? You don't want to open up no doors you can't close. Well, say that. You want me to say it again? Say it. You don't want to be opening up no doors you can't close. And let's be honest up in here, folks. We opened up doors that we couldn't close. That's right. It, it, it seemed like a good thing at the time, but when we got open that door up, now our flesh is addicted to it. Yeah, right? Yeah. And then sometimes you can open up that door and then now shame's there. Yeah. And when shame gets there, guess what? You got to start lying. So now you've done, done two things. Am I doing all right? That's right. This, this, this is just fact. You see, I wished I was some, uh, I'd go start all over again. I, I wouldn't, as a teenager, my stuff started as a teenager. Anybody else in there start a teenager? Yeah, I would, if I'd have got it right there, then I wouldn't have had to have all this stuff to deal with as an adult. That's right. Do you understand? I was, I was sitting in a church or, or on the porch someplace and somebody would have told me this. Say, son, 
the less you get into, it's going to take the less inventory you're going to have to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, if someone would have told me now, if you do that, it's going to open up your flesh to some other things. Come on. All right? All right. I need, I need my recovery people to help me now because, you know, some of these folks are still living blind. They don't want to open up that door because they're they scared. Don't be, all right? But we're not cowards, are we? Well, then say amen. amen. This is good teaching up here. You, you all got children and grandchildren. You messed it up. You don't want them to be like you. 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, trying to get 70, trying to get your life together. Come on. Right, still taking inventory of your life. Still throwing stuff out in the garbage that you've been carrying with you for years. We're trying to fix it. Maybe we can help them not to have to deal with that. Do you understand? All right. Now, this is from the commentary. It says that many of us have spent our life in a state of hiding. State of hiding. Been hiding. Some folks have been living all their life hiding. You see, hiding from themselves, hiding from the truth, you know, hiding behind their job, hiding behind blaming somebody else. You see, go ahead, please. It says, ashamed of who we are on the inside. And ashamed of who we are on the inside, so we do everything to fake it on the outside. All right. We may hide by living a double life, by using drugs, addictions, or other compulsive behaviors to make us feel like someone else. Sometimes we have to do things to make us feel better about ourselves. We not have to. Sometimes we do things to make us feel better about ourselves. You know, I know somebody in here knows that you didn't feel good about yourself, so you thought a little marijuana help you feel better. Maybe a little alcohol. Date a pretty girl. Handsome guy. So people think you okay. Drive a different car. Well, hiding behind there, not dealing with what's real. You acting like you got a, a diamond on this fake. Come on. So folk think you really got it going on, right? You know, well, you know, got a, got a gold color chain. <laughs> so folk, yeah, hiding behind all that. Come on, hiding behind all that artificial stuff. To make yourself feel better. You see, you understand what I'm saying there? You can see some people, not in here, because I know y'all got it together in here, right? Be really nice to your wife out in public. Whole different story when you get home. Or husband. Or children. Hiding. All right. Or pastor, how about this one? By self-righteously setting ourselves above others. Yeah, self-righteously, setting ourselves, but I go to church. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that's all you're doing is going. Yeah. Well, the, the, hey, the scripture right. says, he that has an ear, yes, let him hear what the Spirit said to the church. Right. That means there's some folk in the church that ain't got an ear to hear. Yes, they just going to church. But I went to church Sunday, but I go to church every Sunday. Right? And we see so many of these things. Can I be real? We see so much of this stuff. Uh, these uh, uh, pastors and youth pastors and, and priests uh, uh, sexually harassing children. They in church. Just go, you go to church don't mean no big thing. But you walk around in the neighborhood until you get caught uh, in the neighborhood talking about I love kids. Come on here. You see, and then get caught and blame it on the way you grew up. Uh, see, 
I told you you had to be spiritual to deal with this. That's right. This is the biblical truth here. All right. Step four involves uncovering the things we have been hiding even from ourselves. Some things we got to uncover. Step four said, let's, let's uncover the things we've been hiding from ourselves. You see, the, will the real you stand up? That's right. It takes courage for the real you to stand up. Huh? Because you be, some people are worried about what other people might say. You know, when I talk about my history and the things that I've done, people say, man, I've never heard of a pastor just put it on the line. No, I, that's what I lived. But no, I'm just telling you the truth. You remember I told you all one time I thought I was a player? Look, looked in the Bible and they called me a whoremonger. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you see, no, that's what he called you in there. But in the street, that's, you a player. You down with that. That's right. You see what I'm saying? Come on. But the truth was, God revealed to me the truth. That's who you are. That's what I call you. You look in that spiritual mirror, you get called something else other than what you think you are. That's right. I know I'm the only one that ever thought they had it going on. Come on here. Get spiritual. If you ain't spiritual, you can't handle this. The thing, this is about you today. That's right. About me today. This ain't got to do with nobody sitting next to you. You your own problem. You got to work your own way out of this thing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? When the real person inside us comes out of hiding. Yeah, you got to come out of hiding. Get behind, quit hiding. Come on out. You see, come, what they call it, coming out. Like, like when people are gay, they call it coming out. And folks be like this. You ain't never heard a fornicator come out. That's right. Or an adulteress come out. Right. Come on here. Come on here. <laughs> uh, huh? Yeah, let's, let's all just come on out together. <laughs> let's all just come on out together. Right, right. Yeah, ain't no little sins and big sins. It's all the same. Let's just come on out. And if we'd all come out here today, we'd, wouldn't we have something? Yeah. You know what you'd find out? There's a whole lot of people in it just like you. That's right. They've been hiding behind the same bush you've been hiding behind. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right, here we go. So if we're hiding, we keep secret. We seek protection or evade responsibility. So we evade responsibility. My father was the reason, I never met my father, you all know that, but I, they, later on in life we found out he was killed by a woman because he's a pimp, all right? And see, so, you know, I, I never, but he's the, he was the reason I always tried to be cool. It was all, I'm blaming on him because he, come on here. You understand? Some of you sitting in this church right now blaming other people for your issues, get off that. Let the Holy Ghost come in your life. Take inventory. Let the Holy Ghost come in your life and clean some of that mess up. That's right. All right? Hiding is also to turn away in shame or anger. You want to turn away in shame and anger. I'm angry with that. I'm angry with what happened to me. I'm shamed what happened to me. You know, we'll never get any good politicians anymore. Ask me why. Because everybody got passed. And see, some folk can make a good politician. They really want it, and they got it in their heart, but they don't want everything revealed to them that they've done in their life. Do you understand? There's a woman that's powerful right now, make a great senator or governor, even president, but she had abortion at 15 or 16, and she don't want that out there. A man, a young boy got in trouble smoking weed or something at that age, right? Past is past. 
when God takes care of it. Do you understand what I'm saying? And we need to learn to teach other people this after we get cleaned up. You see? Yeah, we got, we got a new detergent. Get rid of all them stains. Stains is called shame. Stains of blame. Clean us up. Somebody come. I know you. No, you don't. You don't know me. That guy you knew did. Threw him in the wash. He went down the drain. Come on. That, that lady you knew is gone. You don't know me. Put her in the wash. That old person went down in the drain. Come on here. Come on here. All right. Again, the commentary says that when the real person inside comes out of hiding, we will have to deal with some dirt. We're going to have to deal with some dirt. Making this inventory is a good way to wash the inside. We've got to wash the inside. We're going to, let me tell you all something. You want to feel comfortable? Say yes. yes. Everybody here got some dirt someplace they need to be washing off. That's right. Huh? Yeah, I can say this. Don't y'all say this. Everybody is sitting by a dirty person. Because yeah, they got some dirt somewhere. It starts up here. Right. Saved. If I die today, going to heaven. But God is not, hey, please be patient with me. Don't they say that? Because right. God is not wash, washing me up yet. That's right. Amen? Amen? That's what you need to testify to these people. Instead of telling them how righteous you are, you need to tell them how God is still working on you. Yes. Right? Saved is good, but now you've got to do the work. You see, you can buy some new clothes and wear them, but sooner or later you got to wash them. All right, now you're getting it with me. Some of that washing may involve bathing our life with tears. And sometimes you got to sit down and have a little talk and a little cry with Jesus. Tears wash your way, uh, helps you wash your soul out, help you cleanse your soul out. Ain't nothing wrong with it. It's amazing to me that you can go now in recovery. They understand that. AA understands that. Sometimes you can sit with people and just break down crying. You see, people say, don't cry, no cry. That's right. So you're trying to get rid of some stuff. That's right. Sometimes you just got to get rid of it. Tears, just cry and get rid of it because it hurts you inside. That's right. It'll relieve your spirit. You, know, you understand? Tears come from your soul. Tears are the windows of your soul, and you can just cry and say, I just need to cry. There's some things, there's some things that I don't like that I've done, and I want to just cry. Be accepted. Don't talk. Don't preach. No sermon. Cry. All right. All right. We're told that it is only by uncovering the hidden parts of ourselves that we will be able to change the outer person, including our addictive, compulsive behavior. You can't get the outer person together till you work with the inner person. You can't. You cannot get the outer person together until you work with the inner person. You see, that's why some people. You ever see somebody that really got saved? that really got saved. And I said, really got saved and got forgiven of all their sins and, and repented and all of that. And they used to be like this. And you'd be seeing them. And they just like, so you were like, what happened to you? What you want? <laughs> you see, they say, they, I got another high. I'm high in the spirit. I'm intoxicated over Jesus. I'm empowered by the Holy Ghost. Do you understand what I'm saying? God wants to do that for you. God wants to do that for you. But you got to go to him with an ear and hear what the Spirit has to say to you. You see, you look in that mirror and he say, wash it, wash it, wash your ear. Been hearing the wrong things. You need some eye drop. 
right. You see in cloudy. Uh, you understand? What the old folks say, wash your mouth out. We talking spiritually, the Holy Ghost will wash it out. You've been saying things you ain't got no business saying. And then some of us need to be bathed all over. Come on, Come on here. Because we want to get it right. Huh? Can't be a coward. You can't be a coward and grow. All right? Pastor, it starts by seeing. All right. And we're told in Genesis chapter 3 that when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye. And somebody knows what I'm talking about. Don't do that. You can't handle that. All right? And also. But I looked at it. Hold on a minute. But I looked at it. No, I was told not to do it, Sister Kim, but that fruit looked good to my eyes. You know what I'm saying? I'm the only person that looked at something that I shouldn't have been looked at, and it looked good and pleasing to the eye, and took a bite out of it when I was told not to, because I could handle it. All right. But then it says in verse 7 that the eyes of both of them were open. But see, what happened is they ate of it, and they started giving it to one another. And they, she passed it to her hood. After she done it, she passed I'm glad a woman finally done something wrong in the Bible. <laughs> Eve, Eve passed it. They, the, thing, the apple, or we say apple with the sin. I'm going to say sin, the sin to him. Right? Because Satan had talked to her about it. You know, Satan had talked to you. That's right. Satan had tell you that God doesn't know what he's talking about. Satan will tell you, your parents don't know what you're talking about. You can do this. You ain't going to get pregnant. Huh? Satan tell you, you can do this. You can have this drink. You ain't going to get an addiction. He'll tell you that. Satan will tell you, grown folks, you can buy this car. You can afford this. Huh? Come over here. Satan will tell you, you don't need no insurance. You ain't going to have no wreck. That's what he does. Yeah, he's always telling you something. And it makes sense to you at the time. And you bite on it and you eat it. All right? Here we go. Again, but the eyes of both of them were open. But see, what happened is when they looked at each other and they found themselves, they were naked. Yeah, they looked at themselves and they found they, they were naked. Because I might not do the whole They were naked, right? You see, you know, and, you know all the other time, everything was good. They didn't even notice they were naked because they were living at a different spiritual level. That's right. That's and right. so everything was good. But then when they tasted of the fruit of the tree of obedience, they'd have been all right. But they tasted of the fruit of disobedience. And then they looked at each other and said, whoa, we's naked. That's right. And they had what we call a sin sensation. They never had, come on, get up here with me. They never had a sin sensation before. Been naked all the other time. That's right. Didn't have a sensation. But after you test something and taste something, then you, have, you look and you see yourself in a different way. You understand what I'm saying? You see, you know what they do to horses? They put them blinders on so they can't look but straight ahead. That's right. Now, only say amen if you know what I'm talking about. There's some times in my life God knows I needed some blinders. Amen. 
I'm glad some folks in here with me. All right. In the voice, it says it this way, that for the first time, they sensed their vulnerability. Oh, now I sense how vulnerable I am. See, you don't get vulnerable until you step into the human nature. If I walk in the spirit, I'm a man. I'm a God man. Oh, but if I step into my human nature, I'm vulnerable because now my senses are going to control me. And you know what that's, what that's all about. Now I got a sin sensations and my senses are controlling me. That's your five senses. You know, that's what a lot of, those are called windows that Satan tries to get in. Them five senses, you got to keep them things closed. Because boy, if he gets in there, because he's, he's looking in the window, a feeling, touch, smell, taste, and the rest of them trying to get in there. And it causes a sin sensation. You see, you see, they say that, I don't know, I've never done cocaine, but they say that when you first get high on cocaine, it takes you really high. But then you go the rest of your life trying to get that high again. Ain't that something? Chasing something that you never get again. Have you ever chased something you can't catch up with? Didn't I just get through telling, don't open up no door you can't close. That's right. Don't open up no door you can't close. This is good teaching here. Do not open up a door you can't close. In other words, don't open up no feelings that you can't shut back down. That's right. You see? You see, sometimes we look, and I'm about sick of it, this abuse that's going on with women. I ain't seen people killing women and doing it, and they'll still love them because they opened up a door for somebody that was abusive, and they can't shut it down. And they really love those people, but not us because we got the courage to shut it down. Shut it down. All right. Let's look at the word vulnerability. Okay. And I, I hate that. I hate being vulnerable. Anybody hate being vulnerable in there? All right. But vulnerable is susceptible to physical or emotional attack or harm. You done put yourself in a bad situation now. You're vulnerable when you get in there. If you've never tasted it, you're good. But once you taste it for the rest of your life, you're vulnerable there. You see? It's also in need of special care. Yes, Lord. Support or protection. When you get, <laughs> you need that. Because I'm vulnerable here. There are some places I don't go to this day. There are some things I can't look at. Because no, I, I can't right. looked at that before. You understand what I'm saying? I can't do that. Because I'll be too vulnerable there. You see, there's some places I can go in and come out. You can't. Because you're too vulnerable to go in and come out. But there's some places the same way with me. Guess what got me vulnerable? Got in this, opened up a door that I couldn't shut down. Do you understand? All right. I'm going to read verse 7 again from the voice. Because what he's saying is that suddenly your eyes are open to a reality previously unknown. Come on, folks. I was good. But now this is reality. How am I going to shut this down? I've done felt it, touched it, smelt it. You know? Felt it. Reality is, there's some things you can't handle. That's reality. That's just reality. You see? Y'all listening? You're getting off quiet up in here. You're listening because you're quiet, right? 
you see, and you're going to be able to help other people with this. This is why you got to be spiritual. This is why this fourth step is so powerful. You got to take some inventory. And then when you take inventory, you need to sit down and talk to your kids and your grandkids. Let me tell you, I had to take inventory and throw this out. You don't even want to put it in. Because sooner or later, it's going to get old. Okay. And verse 7 from the message says it this way. Immediately, the two of them did see what's really going on. Saw themselves naked. Saw themselves naked. So they sewed fig leaves together as makeshift clothes for themselves. The, the issue is this morning, what makeshift you, clothes you got on? What makeshift clothes you got on? And makeshift is a crude, temporary, and low quality, but used because of sudden need. What you wearing? What you wearing? Inside. What you wearing inside? Sooner or later, somebody's going to find out the truth anyway. I didn't know that some alcoholics didn't know they were alcoholics until somebody told them. I, don't know, I didn't. I'm serious. Some drug addicts didn't know they were drug addicts. You see, some people didn't know that pornography was doing that until somebody told them, you're doing this too much. You see, credit cards. It's all together, folks. It's all together. You see, makeshift. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm good. Really. You know, I, I spoke to someone one time in the church, and, and I asked her, I said, how you doing? She said, I'm all right. I said, no, you ain't. Well, how'd you know? I said, you're wearing it. You're wearing it. You see, that makes your stuff smiling. That ain't working for me. Some folks can see through that. Do you understand? Okay. I'm going to reread John chapter 8, Pastor, verse okay. 31. All right. If you stick with this living out, what I tell you, you are my disciples for sure. See, stick it out. I, here's the answer. Then you will experience for yourselves the truth, and the truth will set you free. This is, all, this is what it's all about, folks. Jesus told us, stick with the gospel, and the gospel will show you the truth. And the truth will live you forever. And once you read that, get that truth and read all them lies, you ain't got to live a lie. Man, you can just be saved and be yourself in the Come spirit. On. Feel good about yourself because you ain't got to lie no more. Come on. You know, you've been, I mean, you're free of that, living that lie. Do you understand? You ain't got them butterflies in your stomach hoping nobody will find out. Come on. You ain't got to live that lie no more. You see? You ain't got to come to church and sit beside your wife or your husband and act like y'all together. Come on. Huh? No, I'm serious what I'm talking about. Y'all know that. You see? You can sit there and it's real. You see, some people live alive in their own household. You ain't got to do that anymore. You ain't got it. It's time. It's time to be free. And that's, that, that's, I don't think I need any more. And that's, that's I don't want to overfeed because y'all looking like y'all about to get an injection in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's a good feeling, somebody. Right. When, you, when you feel good, you feel good. And let me tell you something, uh, Sister Lisa, you can, when you can do that and say, somebody said, I said, I left that behind me. Right. Come on. I don't care that with me no more. God will do that for you. 
I'm telling y'all what I know. God will do that. He will free you from all of that past shame and blame. Jesus Christ died for you. He died for that reason because he knew that some of us needed some help and some of us was going to help him. There are some good people setting up in this church. If they tell you they journey, you would be like, oh my God. But it was God that came into their life. He set them free. But they had to reveal the truth. Is it? The truth is, let me tell you, the greatest four-lettered word in the world is help. Some people say love, and I, and I use this parable. You ain't never heard a drowning woman say, love, love, love. She says, help, 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 and love comes and rescues her. You see? Ain't nothing wrong, ain't nothing wrong with asking God to help me. I'm drowning. See, see, none of y'all ain't been here before. Let me come down here. They done gave me my, 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 my flag up here. They let me know what time it is. A drowning person doesn't have, a non-person that's drowning doesn't have to really drown. Help. Just help me, Lord. Help me. You just ask him for help, he'll come free you. I'm telling you, he'll do that. But ain't nothing wrong with Spin saying help. I can't do this by myself. But God will help me to do that. And he'll clean me up. And then he can take you from the swines. Yes, y'all remember the prodigal son was in there with the swines and he with the swine was eating. You remember? And Jesus told the parable because for a Jewish person, a swine is the lowest you can go. He can take you from the lowest person you was and put you up here. He can do that. He can do that. Yeah, he can. He can do that. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. Come on here. Yeah, he can. All right. Give God a hand clap again. I like